From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the 1330 Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Brent Bailey. And Keith Neighbor, sitting sidekick, riding shotgun. And we're uh, sitting here just uh, having some good discussions on leadership. And uh, if you've, we, we took a year off, just not because by choice, just out of necessity. And we've been back now, and this is uh, our third show back. And we're just talking about uh, some things that we've learned over these, uh, well, we worked together for 11 years. We've both been... Um, uh, on kind of a separate tracks, even though we still talk multiple times a week uh, for about five years now. And so we were talking the last couple of times about valuing people in your organization and, and making them feel like they're very much a part, but also caring about them. And, you know, it always comes back down to the fact that people kind of go, why, you know, why do I need to do that? I mean, it's, I mean, all they're going to do is just take advantage of me. They're going to end up hurting my feelings, or they're going to they're going to you know leave anyway. Or it's kind of like the old. I, I, this is kind of a weird analogy, but it's kind of like the old uh, Ike Ike Turner, you know, Tina Turner's ex husband. If you've ever read the, that autobiography, where he was always afraid because he he had raised up so many famous singers that went on to have their own career. He, by the time he got her, he was afraid she was going to leave the whole time, yep. and it ended up becoming an abusive relationship. Yep. And, and the last thing that we want is an abusive relationship in a in a work environment like that, or yeah, or, or volunteers, or you know, yeah, I in think, any way. I think uh, Sam Chan, one of the greatest leadership experts around, he calls that a toxic yep. atmosphere, or to- yep. toxic uh, uh, culture yep. of of your organization, and that's the last thing that we want to do. So let me ask you this, because you and I both know the answer to this, but share some of your experience here. Have you had somebody that you poured into that disappointed you? Yes, more than more than one time. And the, when that happens to you, your, your initial reaction is, you know, after, cause it hurts, you know, it kind of cuts deep when you really pour yourself into somebody. And, and we, and we ended last time where we were talking about how, um, there are people that are going to come to your organization that are only there for a season and for, for that season, regardless of the length of it, whether it's a shorter season or a longer season, they are there for a season. Uh, there's not a lot of lifers out there anymore that are going to come in and sell out for an organization. And as the leader of an organization, you just have to understand nobody cares about it as much as you do. That's the truth. It, and it doesn't matter whether you're a business owner or whether you're the pastor of a church or whether you're, uh, you know, like a, a youth pastor, children's, whatever it may be. Nobody is going to care about that area as much as you do, regardless of how much you pour into them. And if they do care as much as you do about that area, they're not probably going to be with you for a super long time. Because there's a call on their life to either go out and start a business, start a church, or, or go into ministry or go, you know, go in that way. And you have the wonderful privilege of mentoring and helping them make that leap to the next step in their life. Yeah, the good, the, the good leaders should be knowing that, that. And that's why it's so it's important when you get people like that in that you're not just getting them to do a task. If you're doing them just if you if you're doing what you're doing with them to just do the task, then 
really you be, you become just a, a factory, so to speak, of of you know whether whatever your product is. But if you're going to take somebody and and actually develop them to be the next uh, whatever you know it, it, corporate owner president, uh, and you understand that you know you're going to do training them to become that as well. They'll actually do the job better for you while they ha- while they're with you yep. because they're learning so much. Yep. But you asked me, was I ever disappointed? I was disappointed multiple times, and I was disappointed for in different ways in people. Yeah, there were people that had so much potential, and the disappointment to me was is they never realized the potential, regardless of how much I worked with them, um, talked to them, poured into them. Uh, somewhere along the line, they were either had convinced themselves that they couldn't or they shouldn't, or there were a multitude of reasons why they couldn't. They, they never did. They just never, you, they just never fully realized their potential. And then there were other people uh, that, that disappointed for, for other reasons where, you know, you, you go over things multiple times and they're still making the same mistakes over and over again, or they're just being careless with different things. And, uh, and those things are disappointing as well. But I think the ones that were the most disappointing to me, Brent, were the ones that came in that, you know, had this mandate from God to be there. And this is what I'm supposed to do. And they, yeah. they usually last like three weeks. And it was yeah. just like, and, and it was always so, it, that part of it just always disappointed me to see somebody come in that was so sure of themselves that they had heard. God has called me They'd heard from heaven and God had written on the wall. I know that I know I'm supposed to be And all of a sudden they realize that it's a lot of work and people don't always do what you ask them to do. I mean, I had a friend of mine tell me one time that it wasn't fair what I do because I made everything look so easy and made everybody think that they could do it. And that's not fair. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you just stand up there and make everything look so easy. And I'm like, I still don't understand. He goes, Keith, you just do all this stuff and nothing is ever a big deal. And I got out there and started doing it. And I'm like, did your pastor yell at you? And he's like, yes. <laughs> you know, and It was just like, but he just said, he goes, I, I don't think that you taught me everything that you knew. And I said, I didn't teach you everything that I knew. And he's like, I volunteered with you for like seven years. And I'm like, dude, I got a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and it's the other side of that was, is that maybe you didn't pay attention enough. Now, he's pastoring a church and doing awesome, and everything is going great for him, but I just thought it was an interesting statement that he made is, is that, you know, when you're passionate about what you do, I don't know all the answers, Brent. You know that. Good Lord, you right. worked with me. Yeah. I mean, there were times when you came in. I, and wish, I wish we did. I wish Absolutely. We did know but um, I still remember coming in and presenting an idea or something, and you would, you would look at me and say, you really haven't thought that out, have you? <laughs> and it was like, well, no, not really. I mean, I kind of thought about it. He was like, what, in the shower or just before you, when you just woke up, just before you went to bed, and then that's all you thought about it? Or did you just think of it right now? <laughs> and it wasn't one of those where he was being mean and, and, and whatever to me, but it was just, it was true. It was truth. And so I don't know all the answers to everything, but I, I did everything I could to pour myself into people knowing I was going to be disappointed, knowing they were going to let me down. And even after I was let down and even after I was disappointed and people left and said bad things about me and said bad things about the ministry as a whole and everything else, I continued to do it because of my love for people. And as a guy that I'm yeah. not a pastor right now, dude, I'm a salesman right now. Right. And 
as I tell everybody else, I never really held salesmen in that high of regard before. And having me a part of that member of that club right yeah. there isn't really helping any either. But, um, but even where I'm at right now, I find it interesting that um, leadership, the leadership ability that I have, everybody I work with has more experience doing what I do. They all have more knowledge than I do. But yet people still look to me for answers. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. And I'm not trying to brag and say anything about anything with that. But when you have leadership abilities and skills, I think that it is your obligation to try and make everybody around you better. Uh, that's 100% truth. If you don't, you're grossly underrepresenting yourself, the call, the yep. gifting, everything. Yep. And, and that comes back to that disappointment side of things. There are too many people that are out there that have been hurt and disappointed, yeah. and they just say, "You know what? I'm not going to. I'm never going to allow myself to be hurt like that again." Anymore, yeah. And I and and when you were when you were pastoring the church, when when uh, the first you had a you've been through some iterations of of and waves of people leaving, you made a statement to me one time that said, "Keith, no matter how hard I try to not make this personal about me, he goes, this church. You you always tell me this church is my baby." Yeah. And I started this thing from the ground up with my wife and, and kids, and this is what we've got. And it still hurts every time somebody walks out the door because they're not rejecting the church or they're not rejecting God. They're, I feel like they're rejecting me. Yeah. And I'd never really thought of that before. You know, because it's like, ah, you know, people come and go. They're probably going to well, another we, church or whatever. Well, when, we, just, when, we were, when we were doing what we did, you had... If they left, there was 200 people standing yeah. there waiting to take their place. Yeah. When you're out there, you know, you're building something from nothing. And, and I think that maybe we need to talk about this on the next one, that we we benefited from the groundwork and the, you know, to, to, to quote Ric Flair in the WWF, he said, you know, he Woo! said, yeah, yeah, he said, he said, um, he said, I'm a trailblazer. Yeah. And if you guys want to come down here and, and uh, complain about the road that I blazed, then come on down here and, and, and you yeah. know what I mean? And, yep. and I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. Both me and you, we, we, were, we, were, we had the benefit of somebody else who had laid a foundation for us. Hey, absolutely. When you're out there on your own and you're laying the foundation. Well, that's what John the Baptist did for Jesus. Exactly. You know, he was that voice in the desert, yeah. you know. He was the one out there breaking the trail a little bit, and, you know, for Jesus to, to come into this world. Yeah. It's and, and we had had a we had had an eleven year run of people coming. You, you kind of, I mean we were working for a school uh, and a church, and we were we were kind of used to people coming and going because yep. people would come to get training and go yep. back to do their thing. So we kind of got a little bit of, uh, used to that uh, out there in the real world. When you're really putting yourself to it, it would be real easy to just focus on the bottom line and getting the task done, but really. All of us are there to develop people to do something else for their purpose here on the earth. Yes. And what we develop them to do in whether, you know, whatever setting, you know, whatever setting you're in, whether it's a, it's a, a secular job or a ministry job, your pastor, whatever it may be, your department headed, you know, over something as a volunteer, whatever it may be. I'm a firm believer that whatever it is that you're doing, it's got to benefit somebody outside of that arena for me as sales what i do has to benefit me outside the walls of work in ministry what i'm what i did and what i taught people uh that volunteered with me 
And what I learned from people had to also benefit me outside of that arena. It's got to make a difference in your everyday life. Do you think that 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 may be some of the answer? And I don't want to get in a political discussion or make this a political show. But do you think that that may be some of what people are really expecting when they're talking about, you know, uh, redistribution and that that some of that could be solved by by building value into people instead of just throwing money at them or, yeah, I, or withholding so. money from them or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, either either way on that. And and like I said, I'm not I I'm tired of politics. I, yeah, yeah. I, We're not I'm, trying I'm to make it weary political. of all of that on that side, but um, I benefited in my life. I've benefited as, as a, as a sales guy. Um, I, I like being around people. I like people. And as a result of that, I'm very personable. I've been doing the job that I'm at right now uh, for a little over six months and I'm their top salesman this month. Way to go. Congratulations. By, uh, yeah, feel pretty good about that. And I think the reason why is because I don't look at the customer as an inconvenience. Yeah. I look at them as a conveyance for me to, uh, to you know, You're to making bring, their life better. I'm making their life better by, by selling them the product that they're asking about, but they're making my life better by giving me a sales commission on Which it. Which is the reciprocal, yeah. You know, and so we come back into that. But at any rate, you know, I, guys, we can't, we can't live our lives – uh, in a shell because we're afraid we're going to get hurt. We've got to. We're, we we're going to get hurt. We're we going to. It's regardless. So we got to get ourselves out there a little bit, and uh, we got to make sure that that we're doing it for the right reasons. And uh, like I said, dust yourself off, get back up, keep loving people, keep pouring yourself into them, and things are going to be just fine. Hit us up on the on the Twitter and the uh, Instagram and Facebook thirteen thirty podcasts. I'm Keith Neighbor. I'm Brent Bailey. Shoot us an email at 1330podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments, suggestions, complaints even if you want. Oh, we don't want complaints. Come on. (laughs) Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.